All right, so I want to start off this week talking about one thing that's happened this weekend, and that's Naheem Hines, okay? The series of events that occurred uh, during his touchdown was blew my mind. First of all, the touchdown itself was amazing. A spin move to get into the end zone. And then what followed was even more amazing. What did he do, like a triple backflip or some kind of gymnastic shit that was was out of control? Yeah, he did well, like, a dub, this, like a double the spin back. move, though. The spin move first off, the spin was, move was like, amazing. The spin move was great, and then he dove like seven yards, it seems. Yeah, he, he he got contact on the spin move and then he like jumped into like somehow got to the end zone, which is we were already screaming for that, and then he did the the, the I don't know, the, the the hop step and then the backflip and then the triple backflip. Oh man, it was We're not we're not gymnasts here, obviously. But it was so we don't know was, what that's called. It was so Court crazy. Screen? Yeah, uh, that was awesome. I mean, if it was off the turnbuckle, we call it like a corkscrew dive or something like that. But yeah, I guess so. Man, that was that was crazy. Like I, I was, I did not expect it. He did it twice. He did, yeah, and he did it again later after he scored another touchdown. And we wanted him to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's like he heard <laughs> us the and then he did part. it for us. He did the leg. He ran to the other side of the field. Then he did it. You know, you have to you have to show up to the other fans that are there, right? Yeah, like, no, you gotta see it now. Your turn to see it. It would be hilarious if you got hurt. It, I mean, not, not, do, no, that's <laughs> some that's something unnecessary. Who does that? I have never seen that before. That's very unnecessary. Like, I've seen Tyreek Hill do just a regular backflip, but this is like this is this is levels above that. Advanced, advanced levels. But uh, man, uh, Naheem Hines, we salute you. Uh, you're an idiot if you got hurt, but you didn't, so we salute you. <laughs> For football, uh, this is stat host moderator Kelvin, joined by, as usual, Jack Gerber. Two time. Yeah, uh, that was my fault. I didn't tell you guys <laughs> go, <laughs> and you guys just completely went at the same time. Uh, if you didn't hear that, we've got uh, Eddie Two Time and Jack Gurley, and we're gonna bring you uh, the best and the worst from Week Eight, as well as what to look forward to in Week Nine of uh, fantasy football. Uh, we're almost set down the stretch right now. Uh, how many more games left? Five, five, five more games? Five, five, five regular season. Yep. Five more regular season weeks. Uh, it's time to start that win streak actually, here. Actually, it's six. Six? Well, mostly six. Oh, because a lot of, play, lot of, lot of uh, places they do up to week 13, uh, 14, right? Yeah, because only four play, only teams make the playoffs in like a public league. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's get started with our injury report. Uh, news ahead, and notes guys. around the world. Nah, century report. We're not making good news. First uh, injury uh, Thursday night, Calvin Ridley hurt his ankle or his feet. This report says ankle, but we thought it was feet. But, but, it's, what, but was this metatarsal? <laughs> <laughs> we had Dr. Armani diagnosed metatarsal injury. Was it not that? No, it was not. Tests were all negative, which is a great thing. Uh, he could he could probably return as soon as this week, but they probably hold him off because they have a bye next week, so they might as well keep him healthy. So, I mean, I feel like this week, I think Julio Jones, his value is the same. I think it does bump up Gage and Hayden Hurst for this upcoming week. It's just for this week until Calvin Ridley's coming back. 
what do you guys think about Gage starting as a wide receiver three in a team this week? Kelvin. Who are they who are they playing? Remind me. They are playing the Denver Broncos. Mm, I don't know, man. I have to have some really bad receivers if I wanted to start Gage at the at, at if I wanted to start Gage. I think he's a good bye week filler this week, especially since you get him off waivers, maybe after waivers, because not a lot of people are going to be paying attention unless you're a Ridley owner. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think he's a good substitute for Ridley. He's not, he's not the best op- op- option, obviously, but he's going to get you 10 points, 10 to 12 points. I don't think he's going to score a touchdown, but his role is to, to catch third down. Um, and move the chains. Yeah, and move the chains. Yeah, exactly. That's considering Ridley's out. Yes, which he yeah, most yeah. likely will be out since they have a bye the following week. Uh, the next person that got hurt, but it looks okay for him, is uh, Daryl Henderson. Uh, he looks like he, he looks like he has a knee bruised. Uh, Sean McVay seems optimistic about him playing this week, but then again, we don't know. Wait, uh, next week, down by. Oh, down yeah, by this week, so he's most likely yeah. will play the following week. But if he doesn't go, um, I feel like Malcolm Brown is a coach favor, but Cam Akers more valuable. I honestly would just avoid both of them. If yeah. Daryl Henderson doesn't play, uh, Cam Cam Akers is more of the explosive explosive guy. So if you if you're looking for some type of explosion at a, at a run back, just randomly, again RKO, I guess like he'll be out of nowhere. I think he would I, he's a, he would be a solid option if Daryl Henderson is. Yeah, but I, I I'm just not, I'm not banking on it though. Yeah, because Malcolm Brown for some reason on. the Rams the coaching staff just loves him. He gets because he yeah. continues to get snaps even though the draft of Cam Akers high. Uh, he doesn't oh, do yeah. anything great, but he's just like a good running back. Yeah. Uh, next person on the list, uh, a pretty big name, Kenny Galladay. He left the game in the first quarter, I think, or second quarter with a hip injury. Never came back. Uh, I'm not sure. There haven't been, like, full reports about it yet, any reports, updates on Galladay's injury, but it seems like – it seems significant since they were trying to look for uh, a replacement for him already. They brought up uh, someone from the practice squad already. Uh, I feel like this might be a multiple week injury for him already. He already missed two weeks early this year. Uh, I think if Galladay doesn't doesn't go, Marvin Jones, his value should go up since their running game is not working. Yeah, you think, Marvin Marvin, Jones, you think it's Marvin Jones? I think Marvin Jones and TJ Hawkinson both should. I think both go. of them are, are playable. Very good. Yeah. I start Marvin Jones over Gage. I would too. Do you think? Uh, do you think Danny Amendola is addable? Nah. Yeah, I wouldn't trust him. In PPR leagues? No? I think he'd be desperate. Mean, he's he's an injury prone player, right? But he has he's played all in every single game and you know, I I, I think I think uh Matthew Matthew Stafford likes him. Just a little bit. I'm I'm not right. saying he's he's like the best option ever. Who will you start then? Ga- Gage or Amadola? Uh, <laughs> Gage for me. Gage, but it's close. It's closer than you think. I mean, I wouldn't unless you're really desperate. I don't think you could. I don't think you should be starting Amador since Marvin Jones also should be in the free agent pool for majority of the league also. So I will pick him up this week. I think he he does pretty well against the Minnesota Vikings. The run game is not working. I feel like he's a great filler for this week. Uh, who is next? Uh, the bigger ones now. Uh, George Kittle and Jimmy G, both out. For probably the rest of the season. Uh, well, I mean, that, that 49ers team is all banged up. Everyone's hurt. 
Uh, they, they don't have Debo. They don't have Jimmy G. They don't have George Kittle. They don't have Monster. Monster. Uh, they don't have Talvin Coleman this week also. Uh, <laughs> they got part honest, of that trainer, man. I honestly don't trust any of them. Uh, the Nick, the season? yeah, I don't know who would do what. I feel like it would be, everyone would take turns doing well, or any any of them if, if, for that matter. Because uh, will you trust uh, Jamichael Hasty for the rest of the season for the next few weeks until Mo Star comes well, back? Next couple weeks, yeah. Uh, I mean, I just traded for him in our league, but I I think he's a solid option. I don't think he's like the best. He's gonna be touchdown dependent. Um, McKinnon takes most of the passing role, so like, um, Ugh. it's just it's just an avoidable offense. To be honest, maybe Ayuk is the only startable asset on the team, um, or Jordan Reed maybe if he returns healthy. I think if Jordan Reed plays, he's definitely a solid tight end option. And then there's a whole a huge question mark at quarterback Nick Mullins. He looks good sometimes, and he looks awful sometimes. And uh, I, I, if I could, I will avoid him as best as possible. But I mean, you have no choice. I mean, Ayuk, I think Jeremy McCann does well with Mullins so far this year. Wherever Mullins it's is funny played. because when Mullins came into the game, Jack was like, oh, George Kittle's going to get a ton of points now. And then well, three plays later. The, <laughs> two, of those, two of those targets went to Kittle. And he, he got a big play too from that. Yeah, he went out after that big play. Yeah, but I'm like – he likes targeting tight ends, so maybe Jordan Reed. But then again, he's injury prone. So I mean, are you gonna start? Are you gonna start Ross on Dolly? No, that's uh, yeah. It's I just it, was, it just sounds gross. There it, there are a bunch of RKOs on that team. Yeah, that you but, don't really want to start. But you don't know which players. one. Yeah, you don't know which yeah. one will come out. Which one will like? Uh, anyone else? Any big ones? Uh, try to think. T.Y. Hilton Gaston. got hurt. Oh, yeah. Miles Gaston came out today, right? It came out yeah. today. That, uh, he's out for the next three weeks with a, a mild uh, knee sprain. They just traded for DeAndre Washington. Uh, what do you guys think about the situation? I'm pass. avoiding it all Hard costs. Pass. Really? Easy need, pass. Is that an easy pass? How about Matt Breida? I think they're – Matt Breida's worth adding, but I don't think I'm using him until I see something out of him. But I, I guess he could be a, a – a punt DFS play if you want to put, spend twelve dollars on him or whatever uh, format you use. Twelve dollars on Yahoo or I don't know. I do you guys think, think he's, he's not gonna score a touchdown? So that's that's the thing. <laughs> do you guys think this is gonna hurt the passing game now? Because I mean, opposing defense, but like this, they don't have any running backs. Why care about the run? Uh, well, Tua didn't look so great, but he did face the top three, top five defensive line. So <laughs> I don't, I don't know where to go from here. It's just a wait and see approach for me. I, I I'll avoid the running backs too. I they're not worth. You're just being adding. sarcastic. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, my little name is T. Y. Hilton. Grow injury. He's hasn't really been much of anything this week. Just something I just throw out there because he's hurt. Because Michael okay. Pittman let's be, let's is going to activate. Let's be honest. He's droppable, right? I think so. He should have been the, off the roster for weeks. Yeah, and I, now that, I only bought I only bought this up because Michael Pittman was activated last week. And now he's coming back this week. So, I mean, he's a rookie, someone that they were excited about. They might involve him just because I, I, John Taylor went down. Uh, John Taylor's also injured. I forgot that. Uh, yeah. Frank Reich came out and said he had an English injury. And maybe that's why they explained the explanation of why Naeem Himes and what was his name? Warren? Wilkins. Wilkins. Uh, yeah. Got the touches. Uh, I mean, moving forward, that should be something that you should monitor. 
I, I honestly will avoid the whole Colts offense also. Yeah. That's, it's just a mess. Uh, not a fantasy-friendly uh, team. Uh, I think that's it for the injuries this week, right? Anyone else? You have anything for me? Not, not, off, not off the top of my head, no. Yeah, uh, that's, that's going to wrap that one up. Uh, just some big names out there. Uh, hopefully, you have some good replacements lined up for waiver wire. What can I say? It's what, it's what comes every week in, week out. And uh, luckily for me, I have not faced any injuries in our in our league. Right, guys? Jinx. Jinx. Nah. Jinxed nah. it. Nah, nah, nah. I, I didn't do it. I didn't jinx it. You just jinxed it. Impossible. Bro. God, Sorry. strike me down with lightning <laughs> <laughs> if my team gets injured this week. <laughs> hey, if, 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 if it means anything, I started Jimmy Garoppolo and he got hurt. So, you know, injury bug is ravent on my team. Wow. He's definitely a star runner, Ross. Which, by the way, uh, worst bowl predict I've ever done in my life. Uh, <laughs> the guy gave, gave us a negative one points in our league um, before he had hurt. But yeah. Uh, it's okay. Cause I, had, I had Dalvin Cook, so he saved me. All right, so that's going to wrap up injury reports. Like I said, um, we'll keep an eye on those uh, in the coming weeks and continue to update you guys on how uh, some of these big names are doing. Uh, so let's get really? to. So what? We really update them. I mean, we talk about players that aren't going to play, so <laughs> we kind of do. Uh, let's get to the pits and cages. Bonjourno. Oh, no, not the beast. Grazie. Not the beast. See, Coretto. All right, who wants to start? I guess sure. I'll go. Since uh, you go first, go ahead. Sure. Yeah. Uh, this is a weird name because he didn't have, like, the greatest game of all time, but he had a pretty solid game in uh, PPR leagues. I just wanted to bring him up because I, I, I want to see what you guys think of him for the rest of the season, at least for the temporary. Uh, Justin Jackson, he had uh, over 140 total yards, 89, 89 uh, rushing yards on 17 attempts and three catches for 53 yards. Um, he didn't score, which pro- probably would have made his week a little better, but I think he's the lead guy moving forward. Joshua Kelly is basically – non-existent uh, about, even Tremaine Pope <laughs> got some run over him so um I think this offense could definitely uh sustain two running backs because that's how they do it every single year mm-hmm. I think he's set for 15-20 touches the rest of the season even with Eckler yeah someone here dropped him I did I dropped him genius yeah. so I mean you guys are feeling the same way or I, I, I think it was the rest of the season. Me too. Seriously. Even with that click run back? Yes. Then I fucked up then. <laughs> Eckler doesn't really run between the tackle as much. They tried to well, avoid that. They tried I to mean, avoid it. The thing is, Joshua Kelly was getting 20 touches prior to the Eckler injury. Yeah. And Eckler still produced. So I think Justin Jackson will get those 15 to 20 touches as well. So. Uh, and he also has touchdown upside. So I, I think he's a great play, especially with Justin Herbert just balling out. Um, but yeah, that's my pick. Nice. Nice. All right, Eddie. Uh, Jack, go ahead. Oh, you know who my pick is going to be, right? I have to pick this guy. Do you guys, do you guys know who I pick? Who? Can you guys guess? I have we to do, pick we, actually, we, we do know because you already told us. Oh, yeah. No, I forgot. <laughs> but you could just. Well, my pick is DJ Dallas. I had to pick nice. him. Nice. <laughs> He scored. He didn't have a lot of yards because the game was pretty much a blowout. Uh, he had two touchdowns this week. And uh, Carlos High and Car- Chris Carson is not going to practice all week again. 
uh, and he's someone that probably might get another start or or be heavily involved against a Buffalo Bills defense that's leaking yards to the to the run. Uh, I feel like he's at least. If those two guys are out again, he's gonna be the one that's benefits the most. I don't think Homer's gonna benefit as much. He's not. He's not between the tackle runner either. So that DJ Dallas might have another bigger week this upcoming week. Yeah, I think we'll wait with the way the Seattle scores. Whoever is gonna get the most touches out of the backfield is gonna score a touchdown eventually. Because I don't think Russell Wilson's gonna score every single touchdown. But I think, yeah, he's he's definitely a great play if he's getting the start. I like it. I agree. I mean, I think we called it uh, last week, too. Like, we liked the Dallas going into yeah. this game if Carl was side and um, if Carl side was out and Carson was out. Yeah. All right. So, my uh, pit this week is the real CD84. Of course, it is. Corey Davis. And he was my RKO a couple of weeks ago. And he had 10 targets last week. And we said, hey, it's not going to happen again. Uh, he has AJ Brown. He's not getting 10 targets again. But what? Guess what, guys? He had 10 targets again. And this time he produced over 130 yards and a touchdown. And he had a hell of a game. And it's hard to say. I'll continue to say it. We cannot say that he's going to get 10 targets again. <laughs> uh, A.J. Brown still number one receiver on the team. But he's a locked-in uh, wide receiver uh, three for me uh, going forward. Yeah, ever since, ever since A.J. Brown came back, Donna Smith has basically become non-existent. Um, and Corey Davis, I mean, when Corey Davis and A.J. Brown are there, forget about it. I don't think John, John Smith is a startable tight end every single week. Like, uh, um, what do you call it? Just locked in the line. I don't think he's one of those guys anymore. Uh, but, yeah, Corey Davis, he looked great. He's getting enough volume, and, and Tannehill's looking his way. So, yeah, he's definitely worth a start, at least I, a flex. I agree. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to snake it up and uh, give us my cage. My cage this week is Adam Thielen. And this has nothing to do with Thielen, nothing to do with the Vikings. Uh, Dalvin Cook just completely took over the game. Uh, they were up big early. Uh, up big two, they are up two touchdowns uh, at halftime, and they just continued to run the ball and pounded down uh, the Packers' defense. And Thielen and both Justin Jackson – sorry, Justin Jefferson um, really took a hit this week. Uh, but don't expect them to be cages uh, – Going forward, it was just one of those game script things. And when you have Dalvin Cook doing what he did, why even bother throwing the ball, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's my that's my cage. Uh, give us your shack. My cage this week is the great Ezekiel Elliott. Oof. Weeks uh, in a row. Nineteen rushes, sixty-three yards. Uh, I own Zeke in a lot of leagues. I'm very worried. Uh, I would try to see if I could trade him for something. Just for name value wise, because nah, if five weeks left in the playoffs and three, possibly three game, three more weeks, so it's eight total weeks. Out of those eight weeks, they play the Steelers. They have a bye. They play the Ravens. The 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 Washington Football Team and Philadelphia Eagles team have good run defense. Also, 49ers have a decent run defense. These are the teams that have good run defense that they, he's playing. And on top of that, they don't have Dak anymore. And I just feel like Zeke's ceiling is like. It was like 60 yards and a touchdown. That's his ceiling. He's a, he's a touchdown or bust, right? Yeah, and he hasn't scored a touchdown. The offense has scored 22 points the last three games. Uh, Dal- Dalton's out again. He, he He's on the IR now, so he's out for three weeks at least. Uh, 
He's on COVID. Okay. Two weeks. Yeah. Two, two weeks. weeks. So I mean, it's it's, it's just worrisome. I, I think I would try to see if, if, if I can move Zeke just for his name value alone. Would you buy him if you're six and two? No. Okay. I don't exactly. think it's not. They're not. It's not going upwards. This team is not it's going not upwards. Worth yeah. It's not worth giving up. Who are you gonna give up? Who do you think? If you're six and two. I guess I'll give up an RB2 and a receiver three. I was just about to say that. It's like David Johnson and Jarvis Landry, would that do it? I I, I would do – that's probably the most I'll give up. Because I just feel like David Johnson is no different from Zeke. They're both just getting volume and barely yeah, getting any yards. And the thing is, David Johnson's in a better offense. So yeah, so I, I'll try to – I mean, it's hard to move on from him, but it's, it's his – I'll get it if his matchups in the upcoming weeks, the cupcake matchups, is not. He only has one, I think, one or two good matchups. Uh, the, the Bengals and another team, I forgot off the top of my head. But everything else is they're in top 15 run defense. And he still has a bye. I think we talked about this last week, Eddie. Uh, James Robinson. You guys trade James Robinson for Zeke? 100%. No. I would. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade away James Robinson. No, I mean, I mean oh. you, 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 you know how we were comparing quarter, uh, running yeah. backs you try to get. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I would give up Zeke for him. It's, that's like probably the most you could get. Here, here's one that's closer. Uh, Josh Jacobs. Who do you guys rather have? They're Josh both having... okay. Jacobs. Jacobs still has a, a offense. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yep. All right, Eddie. Uh, give us your cage. So my cage, I don't want to say his name. I just don't like being wrong. I hate being wrong. Can I guess who this is? I didn't see who he wrote. So can I guess who this is? Yeah. Is it Jonathan Taylor? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was wrong for this week, but the thing is, it just – I was completely – like, if you just saw this one week and singled this one week out, I was absolutely completely wrong by Jonathan Taylor. Um, and a plus matchup where they scored 41 points and RB – the running backs combined for three touchdowns, he gets none of them. He essentially was non-existent the whole game. He had 10 carries – well, I don't know how, whatever. He had 22 yards, one catch or two catches for nine yards. Um, but, yeah, Jordan Wilkins. I, Jordan Wilkins outplayed. <laughs> <laughs> that's, just, that's just so funny to me. Uh, he sounds sad. It's injury-related because – I'm actually hoping it's injury-related because then Jordan Wilkins, based on performance, outplayed the shit out of him. So, I, I think he's an easy buy low for me. Uh, but – He's definitely benchable. I would consider benching him in the near future, especially with a couple matches coming up. Um, how do you guys feel about Jonathan Taylor? I, 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 I have constantly always said to you, since every time we argue, I feel like he's going to be good next year. I yeah. just feel like he's going to be good next year. They didn't have a preseason for them to get uh, like get uh, comfortable with the, with the offense. And, I mean, it's hard to get it into game shape in the game instead of a preseason. Uh, I feel like he's going to be better next year. He had talent in college, but he also hasn't flashed anything, honestly, mm-hmm. in the nope. games that he, he does. He hasn't – has he even broke a 20-yard run yet? He broke two back-to-back 20-yard runs in the last game. And that's it. Prize to buy. It just – he hasn't also shown any flash either. His, so. The thing is, that's his, that's his MO, big plays. He Dude ran a 4-3, uh, a sub-4-4. Four, four. And he broke off big runs after big runs in college. And he hasn't done that one time the entire year. So what is going on? I don't know. It's concerning. 
I, I truly believe he had a really big fumble issue in college. And I think he's literally just thinking, oh, don't fumble, don't fumble, don't fumble, don't fumble. And he just falls forward for four yards, three yards, whatever. And that's, that's how he's playing. He's playing very timidly. He's, he, he was reminding me a lot of uh, uh, Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones, I really liked him coming out of college. Um, but his rookie year, I'm not sure if you guys remember his rookie year, was so terrible. It was probably the worst rookie years. Yeah, he lost to Payne, Payne Barber. Top, yeah, yeah, he was really bad. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I just don't think he has enough confidence. And I, he's not trusting himself instead of – he just doesn't want to turn the ball over. And I, I, I really think that's the issue. Um, if that's still the issue, and I think it's more psycho- psychological than actual physically playing football, then it's mm-hmm. hard for him to have fantasy value. So I could see why he would want to get rid of him. I don't know what his value would be. What what could you get for him is, is the thing. Like a wide receiver three or Justin Jackson starting tight end. Would you start Mark? Would you would you trade for Mark Andrews? Uh, would that be a good trade? Uh, no, I'll hold on. I'll hold on. Because running back's, running back's been very tough lately also. Yeah. So I, I read a hold on and see maybe he booms instead of uh, taking a chance on Lamar Jackson's arm. On the contrary, how do you guys feel about Jordan Wilkins? I'm not taking a Nah, pass, man. Okay. Just, I just had to throw it out there because I might as well just try to figure out his value too. You know, A lot of people are going to be adding, adding him off the waiver. So you're saying not to chase waterfalls, correct? That's exactly. Okay. No, also said that. TLC. 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 <laughs> All right, so that's going to wrap up the pits and cages. Uh, it's going to move on to RKOs and DDTs, the wrestling segment. Uh-huh. You know, Peter, Peter was kind of upset that we talked about wrestling the past, no, this past fuck week. him. I don't – I mean, it's not like we went on a rant for hours, right? We just no, kind of – fuck that guy. <laughs> like probably a seven-second seven, seven clip. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe like 15 to 20 seconds, but I think it was – you know, we, we throw all that shit in there now, here and there. Yeah, it's yeah. how we roll. That's what this is. Oh, fuck him. Hate it or listen, love it. I hope you listen to this. Hate it or love it. 50 Cent. On the, do- on the, the dogs on top. <laughs> Man, that's doo-doo trash. All right, so uh, I'll start off with the RKO's this week. Uh, we opened our show with this name, and I'm going to throw him in here in RKO again, Naheem Hines. He had a great game this past week. He, he could have possibly been a pit uh, this past week as far as this, in week eight. Yeah. I'm going to predict that he's going to have another great game uh, this week. And it's just gonna kind of bouncing off Eddie's uh, topic about Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Naomi Hines, he's not running the ball, but he's become the ultimate Austin Eckler. Catch him back. Austin Eckler. Yep. Um, what's the other guy? What was that white guy's name? I forgot. That's racist. Danny Woody. Danny Woodhead. Danny Woodhead. Ultimate Danny Woodhead. Like, he, he's just that guy. And it looks like Philip Rivers he's is very comfortable. <laughs> and Philip Rivers is very comfortable throwing the ball to him. And he's making moves, so I think he's gonna have another great game uh, moving forward. Making money. Yeah, the thing, the thing is with Naeem Hines, he's utilized a lot in the red zone, which is kind of weird for a small back like him. So he definitely has touched an outside, and he gets the most valuable work, which is passing work. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I like that call too, but I'm I'm not banking it against the Ravens, so I can I can pull it down. You're just a hater. Here's nothing though. 
the Ravens do have one of the better run run defenses in the league, and if he doesn't run the ball, he catches the ball, and he seems like he's, he's, he's a weapon. He's, he's more of a weapon yeah, than a running back. He's going to definitely be more utilized than Jordan Wilkinson, who's going to be try to run between yeah. tackles. He's definitely he's definitely startable as a flex. Yeah, for me, yeah. So that's, that's, my RKO. That's, our, that's the definition of an RKO. Yep. Uh, should I go next? Yep. Go ahead. All right. Uh, should I give you guys a double RKO? No, give us one. Hmm. Give us the, the, the one you like the better. Double RKO. What? I'll take the double RKO. What does that mean? One on each arm. <laughs> I, I'll do. I, I, my original one. I do. I, I do the other one. My original one. Someone already tried to mention this one time already, so I wouldn't do him. Uh, my RKO this week I think is Michael Gallup. Uh, <laughs> I, I think the Steelers. Whoa. This, is, this, is, this is Nick throwing. This is the version of Nick throwing up when Eddie said Dobbins and, <laughs> no, and Gus Edwards. Which, by the way, Steel- can we can we touch on that real quick? Job well done, Eddie. On. That was they both crushed it. That was good. Thank you. I didn't believe it, but man, I'm oh, and it didn't help that every time they did something well, you you yelled at us. So, hey, look, it's Mark Hale. <laughs> Continue, Jack. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think Steelers gonna destroy the Cowboys. Uh, I mean, Amari Cooper is still the number one receiver on the team. He's gonna get all the attention. It's also CD Lamb in the slot, and uh, Denucci targeted Gallup ten times last week. He frequently looked at him and targeted him, and I feel like they're gonna be behind such a huge lead. He should be able to break a hundred yards in a touchdown this week. I think. <laughs> Uh, my other car. I, I just want to mention my other RKO. I think Marvin Gardens three touchdown game is to this week. Okay, Marvin Gardens, Marvin Jones. I, I, like, Marvin Gardens. I, I like that one better. I like the Marvin Gardens. I like better. that one better because yeah. No, I, 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 I that like was my original one, but then I remember I think Nick used this for RKO two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, he was wrong. <laughs> why? Why I like that one better? Isn't Gallup more of RKO ish? That's so gross. That's more of a bold predict than RKO. Yeah, that was bold. Well, I mean, these are all bold predicts. Yeah, but that one's really bold, Jack. <laughs> Michael throw up is really. Yo, he got ten targets last week. I know, but it's Danucci targets. That's all right, Eddie, don't worry about it. Give us a, your uh, your RKO. All right, so my RKO this week is Tim Patrick if he's healthy, and if he's not, Jerry Judy. They're playing. We always say target receivers that are playing Atlanta. Um, I wanted to pick a running back here, but I felt like there's a there's so many options. That, that are off the waiver wire. Just throwing D.J. Dallas. You could throw in, like you said, Naeem Hines. There's guys on Miami. I, I I wasn't confident enough to choose any of them, but I think this is definitely a slam dunk. Um, Tim, Tim Patrick went healthy. He's, he's, he produces in every single game. So he, he's going to get the target share, and he's Cortland Sutton, 2.0. So I if you think that Cortland Sutton's good, I think Tim Patrick is just, he's just as good as Cortland Sutton. So. If he's going to get the deep targets and the and the air yards, he's definitely going to produce against Atlanta. So I think uh, he's definitely going to break 100 and maybe score a touchdown. Nice. If not, Jerry Judy would do it. So. <laughs> All right, give us your uh, your DDT while we're there. DDT. So we talked about him earlier. He was in the cage list. Zeke. Oh shit. Uh, I. It's just I don't know. It's like kicking somebody when they're down. Yeah. So like a, it's just it's just. No, it's not, it's not really his off. fault. I know it's not. I know, but give us a name I first. I think though. even with the, huh? Give us a name first. Zeke. Okay. Yeah, I said Zeke. Yeah. So oh, you did? I, I didn't think, hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't hear. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't hear. Either. I think. Oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. Uh, 
I think even a week where there's there's buys, he's still benchable. Like there are guys off the waiver. Like I I think I'll consider starting DJ Jowes if he's if he's the starting running back over Zeke Elliott. I would too, because he has um, I think he has more potential of doing of much, players. much better. And like with Danucci definitely cemented as the, the, the starting quarterback. There's no outside at all. Uh, he would have to break big runs unless he gets every single touch. He has to get like 30 rushes a game, which for some reason they don't do, even with Danucci a quarterback. It's I, not going to happen. I don't care. Especially this week, it's not going to happen. It's not against the Steelers. I don't care. But the thing is, like, I don't care. It should happen every single game. But just hand the ball off to him 30 times. Yeah, but if you're down, if you're down, if you're down 21 zip in the first quarter, already. Well, I mean that's that's yeah that's that's partially their fault too. But they weren't down 21 zip last game. They were they were in the game for until halftime. They just didn't run the ball enough. I I just I don't know. I I think they should run them first, second, third down, but they're not going to do it. So I can't see him producing unless he scores a touchdown. And he's definitely a duty trash player for me this week. Nice. Uh, I'll go next. My DDT is someone that I'm versing in our main league. Uh, I don't want to be biased, but I mentioned before that I do want to avoid this offense until I see further results. Uh, my DDT this week is Brendan Ayuk. Uh, even though he's did well last few weeks, uh, he is. I think he's literally the only option left on that team. Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, but he. I know, but he, he he didn't do anything until they start falling behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ayuk's going to be guarded by Alexander this week, a uh, short week. I just feel like with Nick Mullins, the quarterback, and Alexander on, on Ayuk, he is someone I think you should lower your expectations if you have better starts. I rather saw Marvin Garden over Brendan Ayuk yeah, this week. I don't want to be – I, I, I don't want to be biased on versus him, but I just don't think – he will produce what Alexander and Nick Mullins factor on yeah, together. The, the thing is with Green Bay, they're secondary. I think it's an ongoing trend the last couple of weeks, like at least three, four weeks. I'm, I'm not sure if, if, if I'm correct, but I feel like the, the Green Bay secondary has been holding receivers down, at least, you know, they're number one for, you know, last couple of weeks. So. Oh, it's because, they're, they're, it's because they're leaking uh, rushing yards out of the ass to everyone. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> getting crushed. Yeah, yeah. on the yeah. ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, Calvin. All right, so I'm gonna wrap up DDT's mine, and it is going to be a bold one. I think Alvin Kamara is gonna have his first bad game what? this week. What? 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 Um, this is kind of ironic because he's gonna be a big part of my digital notice, but. Uh, come, they're going to play the Bucks this week. Uh, we know the Bucks defense is one of the best out there, especially at the rush, rush end. And they really let the Giants kind of bully them. Are you sure he's one of the best running defense? Running defense? If I saw him just from last this past uh, week against the Giants, I'd say no. <laughs> Wayne Goblin uh, looked like uh, Zeke, Zeke Elliott there. <laughs> yeah, that first half, the Giants completely bullied them on the ground. Uh, they did a lot better the second half. And I think they're going to take that momentum into the game with the Saints. Of course, we, we, we all know Kamara's value isn't just on the ground. But I think he's not going to have the Kamara type of game that we expect him to have every single week. Uh, it's kind of bold, but I think it might be that kind of week for him. Yeah, He can't be great every week, right? Right? That's what we said about CMC last year. <laughs> Speaking of CMC, hopefully it's back this week. Oh, yeah, there's, there's your injury update. 
CMC might be back this past, this next week. All right, that's going to wrap up the RKOs and DDTs. That one's out for Peter because, you know, the wrestling segment, and he hates that. You should, you should rename it the DDP because, you know, you know, Peter loves Diamond Dallas Page. Diamond Dallas Page, yeah. <laughs> he loves that guy, right? Ooh, I just got a notification. I just uh, traded for your boy in one league, Jack. Who? I traded, traded away Robert Woods and Antonio Gibson. Well, what are the podcasts you get breaking news? For who? For Nick Chubb. Nice. All right, so let's go on to uh, my favorite segment, the Did You Trivias. I only have one trivia for you guys, but maybe two, maybe two. I think I have two. But I have some good stuff. I have some, I, I have some good stuff for you guys. Uh, and, but I know Eddie's not going to enjoy this first one, though. My first topic, Lamar Jackson. Of course. I, 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 I know it. <laughs> Tell me. Listen, man, he's so influential and he's such a big name that when he does when he, when he does bad, you gotta talk about it. Uh, so, did you guys know Lamar Jackson has seven giveaways in 2020, which is only one fewer than all of 2019? Yes, I knew that because he and didn't turn the ball over at all last. He's year. trash. And he threw his first ever pick six this year, this past week. Damn. Hey, I, I mean, he's. Facing top-tier defensive lines, and that's the issue when it comes to Lamar Jackson. You can't handle pressure. You can't throw under pressure. So, I mean, I understand why you say you can't throw because 99 – I feel like 95% of his throws are on the run, so it's, it's hard for him to set and throw. But I feel like when he, has, when he does have the time and he does have a clean pocket, he throws like any other quarterback. So, um, it, All right, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. Uh, you triggered me, but I, I would continue, but I'm not going right, to. This, this loss for Lamar Jackson breaks a streak of 22 straight games that he's won when they're leading at halftime. Hmm. Okay. That's pretty Shows interesting. how good he is. Not really. <laughs> yeah, Eddie's the half, glass half full guy with, for yes, Lamar Jackson. I, I have to be. Uh, so one more from that game. Uh, did you guys know that the Ravens – Rushed for 265 yards and outgained Pittsburgh by 457 to 221. Damn, and they still lost. And so let me get to that. Let me get to that. Coming into Sunday, teams that have rushed for at least 250 yards and doubled their opponents' yardage in the game have were won. 215 and one. Damn. Who's that one? I have no idea. It's probably some oh, really I was curious. I was curious. a really old team, but um, yeah, it's. That's I didn't realize how how much they rushed the ball. Like, you know, but then now I'm thinking back. Like, Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins had great games, so it does make sense a little bit. Which is which is strange because we had, I mean, because Pittsburgh has allowed the least amount of rush yards on the ground. They had three thirty three going into the Sunday, so they allowed two sixty five. Yeah, so I mean, the Ravens did exactly what I thought they were going to. They competed in the way that they should. They didn't shy away from running the ball, and they were effective. So, like, they, that's their game plan. They got to stick to it, and I hope, hopefully they continue to do it for the rest of the season. So. It's not going to work in the playoffs. <laughs> I right. mean, it could. I but. don't think so. All right, I'm gonna not, get not, against, my... not, not against the teams that they have in the AFC. All right, okay. you go ahead. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go on to our next topic. Uh, I've, I've touched on this before in past, did you know? But – we got to go back here because it has been that good. Justin Herbert. Uh, so comparing to Joe Burrow in the rookie season, 
Herbert has a better completion percentage, better pass yards per game, more passing touchdowns, same amount of interceptions, and almost a 15-plus uh, uh, passer rating than Joe Burrow. Go. And I, I, I was completely wrong about him. So. And on top of that, here's something even more impressive. Herbert and Russell Wilson are the only quarterbacks averaging 300-plus passing yards a game and a passer rating of over 100 this season. Unlimited. Damn. <laughs> Only two quarterbacks, Russell Wilson and the rookie. Incredible. Nice. He's playing well. All right. Next guy, we've got Dalvin Cook. So Dalvin Cook right now is tied for the fourth most in NFL history. Touchdowns. Sorry, fourth most touchdowns in NFL history in a player in his first six games of the season. The LT28 rush touchdown um, record is completely uh, in range for him. He's right now is on pace for 25, and they have one of the softer uh, schedules in terms of rush defense. So that's something to keep an eye on. And Dalvin Cook, as you guys also know, Dalvin Cook has a rushing touchdown in every game this season. It's the only running back to do that. Nice. Yeah. I did not know that. It's also the longest active streak going back to last season as well. So you're saying he's automatic touchdown? In games he plays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Automatic rushing touchdown, not even a receiving touchdown. So rushing. Didn't you want him on the Eagles, Derek? Didn't you want Who? the Eagles to draft him? Who? Davin Cook? Uh, yes, I did, actually. Back in the day? Yeah, yep. I remember. All right, let's go to our next guy, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, so you know how good his 20, uh, 2018 season was, right? Yeah, five thousand pass, five thousand nine hundred passing yards. It was okay. <laughs> yeah, it was just you know average. Yeah, it wasn't that great. Five thousand passing yards, fifty passing touchdowns. So let me give you some stats for the twenty twenty season. Right, he has twenty one passing touchdowns right now through the uh, first eight games, and it's the only quarterback to ever do that. No quarterback has twenty one passing touchdowns through the first eight games of the season. What? Eight. 21 pat no quarterback had 21 passing touchdowns through the first eight games of the season. Oh, sorry, and just one interception. What? Really? Oh, oh, I'm like, oh, that makes okay. I'm like, Russell Wilson has 26 and he played uh, less no, no, no. games than him. My bad, 21 yeah. passing touchdowns and one interception through the first eight games of the season. Okay. That makes a little more sense. I'm like, well, that makes no sense. Like, uh, <laughs> like, Russell Wilson has 26, he's played yeah, one less now. game. <laughs> he also has career highs in completion percentage as well as passer rating this season. He's also the first quarterback ever to have a 400-plus passing yard game, which includes a five-plus passing touchdown, zero interceptions, and a completion percentage of over 70 against the Jets. That guy just fucking padded his stats so hard last game. He really did. He was playing the Jets. They were up up like 30 points, and they only ran a ball like six times the most any running back on the team. We were completely wrong, Eddie. Like We thought they were going to bench those guys. They did not. They went (laughs) all in. They were like, oh, full-on Patriots mode on them. They're like, fuck it, run up the score. And it was – and the Jets still covered. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> 20 points. 20 points spread. Uh, okay, and the last one – oh, so I got a trivia for you guys, okay? No. So Patrick Mahomes uh, – so out of 12 quarterbacks that have 250-plus passing attempts this season, uh, Patrick Mahomes has the fewest interceptions, which is one. Who's second on the list? 
Well, wait, uh, what's the list? What's the question again? So 12 quarterbacks this season have 250-plus passing attempts. Uh, Patrick Mahomes only has one interception. That's number one. Who do you guys think is number two? What's second, number? Second fewest interceptions. Well, how much? Uh, three. Is number is three interceptions. Tannehill. Nope. Jack, one guess for you. Damn. Uh, fewest. Oh, it's too easy. The GOAT. It's not him. The other GOAT. It's not. Is it? Roger do like Roger do like three before. Take a guess. Rogers? Nope, it's not Rogers. It's what? Drew Brees. Oh, oh. Bitch. I didn't want to guess. I'll go. I keep saying <laughs> go go. And I'll you guys go. know out of the twelve quarterbacks, do you guys know who's who has the most interceptions in the league? No, no. no. Out of the twelve quarterbacks who have two hundred and fifty passing attempts. Carson Wentz. Yes, correct. He has twelve. I was gonna say Carson Wentz for fun. This for a joke. <laughs> Out of, two, out of 12 quarterbacks, he has the most uh, interceptions. Well, All right. We're very good. Uh, and uh, the last guy I want to touch on this week for Did You Know, Alvin Kamara. All right, so get this. This is pretty wild, okay? He leads the NFL with 987 scrimmage yards and is the only player with at least 400 rushing yards and 500 receiving yards. Jeez, what the hell? He's accounted for 30, almost 36% of the Saints' scrimmage yards. One player. And he it's the biggest share of any player in, NFL, uh, in the NFL. The next guy on the list is Dalvin Cook, who has 29%. Jeez. Yeesh. Yeesh. And you would think the Saints have way more offensive yards than the Vikings, too, right? So it's- yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, he's also accounted for 26.4% of the Saints' targets this season, which is the highest uh, in a game, is the highest for any running back. Uh, and the next guy on the list is 9.3%. And so, so Alvin Kamara has 55 receptions this season. He's second to only one player. Do you guys know who that is? What is it? Alvin Kamara has 55 receptions this season. Only one player has more than him. Uh, Keenan Allen? Nope. Check. Uh, 55. What's the number? 57. 57. Most ca- catches. Uh, I don't know. I can't think off my head right it's, now. It's DeAndre Hopkins. Nah. But Alvin Kamara could be the first ever running back to lead the league in receptions. He's only two behind and DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. And the last, the last time um, a player rushed for uh, 100 rushing yards and uh, got 100 receiving yards last year, CMC, and Alvin Kamara is well on his way to uh, becoming the fourth player to ever do that. Yeah, he should be able to do it one of these games. It's going to happen. Wait, what do you mean one of these games? You said 100? No, no, 1,000. Sorry, if, oh. if, I, if I said 100, my bad. A thousand receiving yards, thousand rushing yards in a season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he could become yeah, the no, fourth player to do it. Yeah. CMC was the third player ever to do it. Yeah. But yeah, Alvin Kamara's he's having the type of year we thought he would have last year. Yeah. Oh, don't remind me. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna wrap up the did you knows. Did you know? Yes, sir. That's the wrong one. Did you know Good that job. Trump is winning right now? Is he? Yeah, eight to three right now. Oh amazing. <laughs> 
What a lead. Unlosable lead. For all don't know, obviously, we are recording on election night. Yep. And, uh, yes, sir. Yeah. All right, so let's go on to uh, the bold predicts. That's bold. That's bold. All right, bold predicts time. You got to do it. Bold predicts. Whoa. That's bold. That was very bold, man. Bold predicts. It's bold. Boldest thing I've heard all day. All right, Jack, give us your your bold predict. My bold prediction this week is Damian Harris. What? You bastard. Finishes. stole it. (laughs) He finishes as a top three. He finishes a top three running back this week in fantasy football against the Jets. He is the only thing that's working for the Patriots. I don't know why they will shy away from him. Uh, no, Cam Newton is uh, projected for like three touchdowns for us the year. That's great. Um, for what? He's uh, he's. I think he's he has one touchdown so far. Passing touchdown. Oh, wow. So he's projected for three touchdowns the whole year. Uh I mean, Damian Harris is what only thing that's working. He he broke a hundred last week. And they're going to lean on him again this week. And I think he finishes top three. Wow. Wow. Must, must start so in your lineup. That's, that's bold. <laughs> that's what you get for going last all the time. <laughs> that's bold. All right. My, my bold predict this week is Logan Thomas. And I think he's going to have a two-touchdown game against the Giants this week. And a division matchup. And he's not going to get the yards. He's probably going to have, like, I'd say maybe four receptions, 25 yards, and two touchdowns. Book mm, it. That's, that's startable. 100% startable. That's high in one. Book it. The Giants are going to win, though, you know. Yeah, they will win. <laughs> in, in, you know, Daniel Jones has four wins, career wins. All against Washington, right? Three, three of them are against Washington. <laughs> 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 All right, Eddie. Oh, the first one was against the Bucks last year. Yep. Yep. First ever win. <laughs> yep. All right, give us your bold predict. Think of a top My eight right bold now. Predict. Uh, Steelers defense will be a DFS winner this week. Everyone has to have them in their lineup. There's no way the Steelers defense doesn't score less than 20 points in any format um, against the Cowboys this week. So you're guaranteeing. They, they're, I'm guaranteeing 20 points in any format. Nice. So that's like 30 points in our league then. Yeah, that's 30 points in our yeah, league. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, okay. They, they they turned the ball over. They scored touchdowns. And they rushed the passer. So, they they have all those statistics against the Cowboys team and Danucci. Unless they give the ball to, to Zeke 40 times. So that's the only way they, they could produce any type of points. But I think the Cowboys might get zipped. So. Damn. It's all right. You had bolder stuff. That's not Bro, bad for, for him. <laughs> you got robbed. So. Yeah, man. That's what happens when you want to go last. I, w- I wish I wish Nick was here, and he definitely had something to say about you going last this time. <laughs> all right. So usually this will be the end of our podcast, but not today, because yeah. due to Eddie's suggestion, we've decided to have like a short election type segment. Maybe. What? Election day. Election day. So we're going to have a, a small little a election baby type. election day. A baby election. Um, yeah, so Eddie brought it up today, uh, and we're going to roll with something small. We're going to go to each position, 
uh, I'm going to give you guys two names and you will each cast a ballot uh, on who you would start going forward the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, let's start off a quarterback. We got Josh Allen versus Justin Herbert. Who you started moving forward? Herbert. Herbert. Easily. Oof. Why wouldn't you, right? He's, he's MVP caliber right now. Easy, Herbert. He get, He's Josh Allen 2.0. That could throw. Josh Allen has proven that he can only do it against terrible defenses. So, yeah, Herbert all day. And you also, had a, you also had to account that weather is coming in play now. They play in yeah. Buffalo. It's colder. I agree. Colder. My, my vote's for Herbert as well. Jack's the weatherman. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to running back. We got Josh Jacobs versus a healthy Austin Eckler. Not even a healthy Austin Eckler. I think by the end of the year, Austin Eckler will be fine. I'm voting Austin Eckler. I will take Josh Jacobs. I'm still iffy on if Austin Eckler even comes back this year. You yeah, don't think if they don't can compete enough that they're not going to activate him at yeah, all? Yeah, there's no point risking him even further damage to his uh, hamstrings if they're like – in two weeks, in two three weeks, they lose the next two three games. They're, they're like two and like ten. I mean, his hand is off the bone. Exactly, hand bones. He needs to get some strength to put that together. Exactly. So <laughs> I, I, think, I okay, go ahead. Yeah. I just, I just think, even if he does come back, you know, we saw Justin Jackson, you know, Kelly. These people are gonna be still involved, and they're not gonna push the heavy workload on Eckler when they don't need to. I, don't know, I, I just think the upside of Eckler is. Way higher than Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is just a middling RB2 for me. I think he's a touchdown defender guy. Does, he doesn't get much volume in passing games. So, Austin Eckler gets all everything. So, I, I, I think he's going to – if he comes back. That's the big if. if no, exactly, exactly. Eckler. If Austin Eckler is helped and he comes back, Austin Eckler might be the guy to go to. Because yeah. I've, I've, I've stated it last week, uh, Josh Jacobs is all about his, – his, he goes with the game script – and if the Raiders are down early, he's not going to produce. Uh, Austin Eckler is in in the game no matter what's going to happen. He's going to be doing something. But given that Austin Eckler, we don't know how, what, how he's going to respond after his hamstring injury, uh, I cast my ballot for Josh Jacobs. Going forward, you, I think he's, he's a safer guy right now. Okay. Well, I'll go on upside. All right. Let's go on to wide receiver. We have Justin Jefferson on one side, and we have Corey Davis on the other. Corey Davis? Going to Corey Davis. Uh, Justin oof. Jefferson. Uh, uh, I think this depends on your team. I'm uh, Justin Jefferson on this. I, I would say it depends on how your team format is. If you have a lot of good – like, you, if if this is for your receiver three and you need a ceiling play, I'll pick Jefferson. But if you need someone that give you a steady floor, I think Corey Davis is the better rest of the season. Justin Je- Jefferson is way too volatile, and he has Kirk Cousins as his quarterback. He, he, he's he's going to drop 40 points for you. Yeah, sure. But he's also going to give you two, three points because the Kirk Cousins that's, sucks. That's Who, who's your ballot for, Jack? Uh, just, because, just because there's a lot of receivers – to pick from, I'll go with Justin Jefferson. There's a lot of receivers, so I'll take Justin Jefferson for the boom. Yours is Justin Jefferson as well, Eddie? I would take Jeff- Justin Jefferson because I just I, I just think his upside is higher and he has way more value overall in fantasy. So, like, if you do want to trade him, I think he has more trade value. If you want to trade for him, it's going to get, be, get, be a bigger, higher price. So, I, I think he's 
definitely more valuable in my I'm, opinion. Both of you guys made uh, great points and really good reasons why Justin Jefferson uh, will win this uh, vote. By my ballots for Corey Davis, uh, mainly because I do not trust Kirk Cousins for my life. Um, like Jack said, he's too volatile. And it's not even that Justin Jefferson is volatile. I just don't believe that Kirk Cousins can get him the ball consistently as he has been doing. Uh, and I just think Tannehill is the better passer right now. And I'd rather go with uh, Corey Davis. All right, and we're going to wrap it up with our tight ends. We no, have <laughs> we have Gronkowski or TJ Hawkinson going forward. TJ uh, uh, Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson, 100%. Easy. Well, I mean, one, one is about to lose a star player. The other one's about to gain a star player. So. Yep. That's, that's very true. That's very true. Gronk is going to be touchdown dependent. There's going to be Mike. Yeah, volume, so. yeah, it's going to be Mike Evans there. Eight. Antonio Brown is going to be freaking uh, Chris Godwin. It's just too many people. I agree. My, my ballot's all for Hawkinson. Even, even if, if, even if um, Galladay is, is good and he's, he's playing, I think Hawkinson is still the better, better choice. And we have our winners. We had Justin Herbert. We had Josh Jacobs. We had Justin Jefferson. And we had... TJ Hawkinson. Oh, he ruined it. Everything was beginning with a J until the last one. Is it my fault, though? Yes. How is it my you, fault? You didn't give his name with J. But JT Hawkinson. How about that? <laughs> Switch around for us. JT Hawkinson. All right. That's going to wrap up our little mini baby election. Uh, and it's going to wrap up the, the whole episode, actually. Uh, great insight. It's fun. Yep. Yep. Um, Eddie's finally happy we took one of his ideas and rolled with it. <laughs> well. Uh, yeah. How do you guys feel about, uh, about the election? You guys uh, nervous? I just want to say right now. Uh, I don't want to talk politics. Florida at 40% already counting, and Biden is currently winning by a little bit. Hmm. Interesting. That's, that's exciting news for people who are Democrats. Yep. Yeah, right. we, we won't share our uh, political affiliation. Yeah, we'll I was go, saying, we'll yeah. Go, go Biden. Uh, (laughs) 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 all right guys uh, have a good night take care uh we will lost a lot of uh listeners (laughs) we lost we lost about 50 percent of our listeners right because you know (laughs) the country's about split half half so we lost what two listeners i'm not gonna listen to them because they got political you know it's funny we didn't say it till the end, so we got them. They listened to the whole episode before they, start, they realized. <laughs> Jokes on them, because you got their listen this week. Yep. Um, okay, so we will bring you matchups later this week. Uh, week 9 is upon us. Get your waiver wires in. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you can find podcasts. Eddie, Jack, we out. We out. Peace. Peace.